Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. All right, Greg. <laughs> Kathy, you're not supposed to be listening. No, no. I, 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 let's let's pretend that that woman's voice uh, in the background is actually one of our sound clips because we've got like a listening audience or something like oh, that. Oh, we got a live audience. Yeah, yeah. Outside. yeah, yeah. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good to good, good to be back. <laughs> laugh track. Where is it? Oh, Where's the laugh track? Okay. Um, well, it's good to be back. Yeah, man. We've got we've got we're just talking about how many interviews have we done? Like twenty three, twenty four, twenty five. But I was thinking as I as I went to get a glass of water, Dave, a few minutes ago. I was like, when we get to episode. 52, mm-hmm. 52 we need oh, okay. yeah, to do weekly, a big yeah. party you know and like invite I don't know just throw down a good party and then we, we could do live episodes with a whole bunch of people you know, clinking glasses of wine and maybe we'll do it at Oxbow Maybe, maybe that'll be the time I get to check out this, this Oxbow yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a place up in Miramichi, and we we in a previous interview we did with Hal Summers. He's from Miramichi, so he talked about it's a beautiful spot that uh, that I and actually this is a nice segue into this this uh, this interview we're going to do now with Kathy Sweet. We we have mentioned a number of times uh, the Wallace McCain Institute. Kathy and I are in one of the groups together. Um, so I've got to know her really well over the last couple of years, and she has. So so Kathy has a company called Comstar Commercial Properties, or just Comstar, and um, on their website they talk about they they lease unique industrial, commercial, and office properties for companies, and they give advice. Kathy, you give some advice here where you say. First, you know, if you're looking for commercial property, first look for the right landlord, and then you look for the property. Um, so we wanted to get you on here. I wanted you to get on here because um, uh, for a whole bunch of reasons. But but why don't we start by just understanding how did you get into a business like this? Because my sense is there's not a lot of young women doing this. Well... I'm sure there's some women somewhere. I just haven't met them yet or had the pleasure to meet them yet. <laughs> but maybe Vancouver. Or I'm sure there are somewhere. And, not, but, not, uh, but certainly not, not, not regionally. Not as an active business. I know that um, I have heard recently of someone that had you know, inherited some properties and they're managing them. But for an active business, I haven't, I haven't met any women that do industrial warehousing. for. Uh, but I'd be happy to. It would be great to meet some of the women that are. But yeah. I just... Uh, not in Atlantic that I'm aware of. Okay, so you so how did you what how did you get into it? So Comstar was really built on kitchen table values. My family had been in the commercial real estate space for many years, and I really had grown up in the business. And a lot of it was osmosis, you know, over the kitchen table, learning about the business. And during my university years, I was doing some property management, uh, in addition to working for uh, you know another company afterwards. And from that experience, later on, I went to doing marketing with the company and uh, operations management in between working for a couple of Fortune 500 companies. So the intention was always to long-term be in the industrial warehousing and and commercial real estate business. And I took the path of learning from other companies along the way and taking the best practices and then bringing them into the industrial side. So so it was was introduced mainly through your father, I believe, right? 
Actually, my mother and my father. Oh, my mother, cool. yeah, she was very much uh, a strong part of the business and uh, on a different side of things. You know, they really had different strengths and came from different spaces when it came to building businesses. And she was really sales and marketing early on with another business they had. It was actually um, at that time, I don't know if you guys would remember because they would they were around the province, but maritime sanitation. They used to have the uh, garbage trucks that had the petunia skunk on the side that had the wilting flower. Anyway, right. that was years yeah, ago. So, so she was the uh, marketing person, and uh, when they moved here from Ontario, uh, on the road doing sales. So, so and you so what what you do come by naturally then from both your parents is just this entrepreneurial spirit you have. Absolutely. Definitely from both of them. I really can't attribute it more to one than the other. It's the, just two completely different sides of, of the entrepreneurial fence. So, Tell, tell me this, Gabby. Um, I, as well, I, I grew up in an entrepreneurial home. And as a kid, it's, it's just funny thinking of it this way. I didn't even consider getting a job as an option. I, 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 didn't, I never thought that I would have a future working for somebody else. and it, I, it's, But it's not even a thought I had. I always knew I was going to run my own business. I just knew that from a kid, modeling after my dad, and my mom worked for my dad as well. And uh, um, I, I don't know if it's the same with you, but like when you, you know, went through high school and came out to university or anything like that, did you think that you would be jumping back into the business and leading it? Or did you think maybe you had a career you know, outside the family business? I always knew that I would be doing business of some sort. I, it was never predetermined in my head what that would look like. I, at one point, I thought I was going to be CEO of Coca-Cola. Why not? Still could happen, So my dreams were always to be CEO of this large company, but it really wasn't defined as to you know whether that was going to be in large corporate or if it was going to be independently as an entrepreneur. So, you know, I, I did work for some really great large companies and gained a lot of experience, but it, I really always had the, I can't wait until I'm running my own and doing my own. And so I was building up the Comstar, technically was incorporated in 2003 and, uh, you know, was building up and eventually left the corporate world and was fortunate enough to have some great experiences that I could take from there and then share it into Comstar, which I think is really been one of the strengths that we have in the marketplace is that, you know, experience from working with um, large Fortune 500 companies and the systems and processes that they have in place um, are transferable. Oh, that's cool. And uh, just as an aside thing, where did you get the name? Very very uh, curious about the cool name and the spelling of, of, of the name. A great question, because a lot of people with Comstar, I mean, it's spelled with a Z. There is no S in it. And, you know, sometimes questions come down to the very simplest answers. At the time of being incorporated, uh, the S was gone, but I was committed to having the name Comstar because it was – specifically, it was referring to commercial property and your community and – I just had in my heart that was really the name that I wanted. So even if it was spelled different, that's what it was going to be. I love it. I love it. You could have used that TZ as well. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, I'll try to throw something yeah. kind of funny into my podcast here with Dave. And it's it's awesome because so often I, I actually see tumbleweed go by the window outside the voice booth. This is great. Crickets. Cricker enough. Cover enough. Cricker enough. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So, Kathy, tell how would you describe your business? Like to, to someone that, you know, like I, I tried to do a little description. I mean, of course, I did. I failed uh, miserably. Um, like when someone's learning about what you offer, where you offer, how do you, you know, service, um, how do you describe it? 
Well, first and foremost, we offer buildings for businesses. And like you said, I thought you did very well, Dave. It's, uh, it's true. What we say is choose your landlord, then your building. We're unique in the aspect that we do offer build-to-spec um, buildings for companies. Specifically, we're strong in the space of you know, 4,000 square feet up to 60,000 square feet, multi-units, small units, large units. And we cater to our customers. So we want to pride ourselves in the quality of what we have to offer companies. And we think that the amount of time that you spend in your workplace, you should love it. You know, just like at your house, you want to you want to love where you spend your time. So we cater to our clients by offering them build the spec based on what their needs are. And sometimes they don't even really know what their needs are, you know, other than, okay, we need about this much square footage. So that's uh, that's the space that we play in, I guess you could say. Okay, that's yeah, and 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 there's a real. You know, what's interesting is we've had a series of interviews where people talk about being like uh, client centric, right? Mm-hmm. And in uh, starting there, right? Um, so so here's here's a question, like you know, given the fact that you're. Um, you know, one of the newer players in the market, right? Mm-hmm. I know you've been around for a while, but you're starting to uh, make a make a noise. And um, I mean, and you got some cool ways of doing that, Kathy. Um, what are you doing to get noticed? Like, and I and I'm thinking of one thing you told me that I that just jumped out at me as I thought that's cool. It has to do with a billboard. Oh, the billboard. So we just put up a we've got a, a large development, a six point three acre development on Harrisville Boulevard. That's in the Moncton the Caledonia Industrial Park. There's gonna be three units going up there, a forty thousand square foot building, a twenty four thousand square foot building, and then a thirty thousand, which is gonna be a multi tenant unit at sections from twenty five hundred square feet up uh to the thirty. So it's gonna be a probably about ten or so clients in that building. So what we did is, you know, the challenge is you want to get your branding out there. You want to be different. You want to be driving your own leads. I mean, we work with a lot of agents. We work with anybody. And uh, we decided to put up our own sign that, um, in this case, was 20 by 20. So we put the development on there, but the the sheer size of it. Oh, um, man. Yeah, it's on three telephone poles just to make that, relatively speaking, so you have a comparator. Yeah. That's how big it is. What's on the sign itself? It's just like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, paint a picture for us. Okay. So it has, across the top, it has the development itself, and then underneath it, of course, the Comstar Commercial Properties, Buildings for Your Business, that's how we want to be branded, and our Comstar Star, which is coming to really be recognized in the southeastern New Brunswick area, and in addition to that, we stuck my head on there sideways, and one of the funny parts about this is we were joking, I mean, you never see people's faces in commercial, right, but... Um, when you're local, you want people to recognize this is, uh, you know, local development in your community for your businesses. So we want people to recognize that. And uh, part of what we're going to be doing for Halloween on that sign is we laughed. This thing. <laughs> what if somebody goes and puts a mustache? And I said, actually, that's a great marketing piece. So we're going to go put a, nice. a top hat and mustache on there for Halloween. So well, you have to check out the Kathy, sign. Kathy, I can't tell you how relevant this is, what you're talking about, because um, last week's episode was yeah. this guy, Jake Palmer. I don't know if you know him or not. He uh, works for Remax here in uh, St. John. And his uh, his signs are his major uh, lead generator because they're all hilarious. He uses comedy uh, in his real estate signs. And one of them, uh, it's uh, you know those little tags that go underneath the real estate sign? What do you call them? Uh, he mentioned it earlier. Anyway, sometimes it might say he pump or whatever. He used, right. he uses things like not haunted or 
indoor plumbing, like ridiculous things, right? And, oh, that's uh, funny. And it goes viral. Like he's had a number of these things go viral <laughs> to the point where the Wall Street Journal picked it, it up, right? Kathy, think of this. How hilarious is that? You know, you go buy a place. It's got this sailing, the sail sign and the little bumper thing underneath there says indoor plumbing. That's hilarious. That's uh, really good. So, yeah, no, I hadn't heard of that. That's fantastic. That's that a good idea. Works, yeah. Well, and and so what? And this is this kind of let's get back to what what you're doing. I mean, th- I yeah. think it's so brave and cool that you're doing stuff like this and other stuff, Kathy. And um, and one of the things that Jake was telling us is he said. Um, like it gets, it's got noticed. I mean, it's been great. And he goes, the other thing is that people have been telling him in the industry, well, that's unprofessional. It's this, it's that, the other thing, right? The, you know, people are really, you know, there has been an element that's, there's been a bit of backlash, but he's chosen not to listen to that because he knows this is part of who he is. So how does that, you know, does that, does that make any, does that resonate with you in any way, given your industry and what you're doing? Well, in our space, I mean, it's very untraditional to have any, any, faces or anything like that on signs. There's a couple of, uh, you know, large players that are real estate agents in the commercial or large companies in Atlantic region in the commercial space. So for us to do this is definitely risky. We do expect, you know, some of our, our competitors and some people will think some may think negatively of it. That's to be expected, but you know what, at least they're going to be talking and anybody who knows us as a company knows how professional we are. So, it is in line with what our vision is for people to think of us long-term, you know, work hard, play hard, right? You know, you, you put your best foot forward, you're professional all the time. So, you know, you've got to make it fun too. It can't just be hundred percent serious all the time. Well, and one of the things, I don't know if you can sense on this or not, but, um, but Kathy likes to laugh. Well, I love that because I don't even know where that, that, that uh, awesome little laugh uh, audio clip came in our intro. Yes. But it, her laugh sounds a lot like that one, yes. actually. <laughs> so, I like laughing, too. And, and, and you know what's interesting, Kathy? Like, the other part of this podcast is we're completely focused on being unfocused. Like We will go all over the place on topics, which is, which is really fun about the, the podcast that we're doing. Um, but one of the, for me to stray for a moment, one of the best bits of advice that Dave and I got about our podcast was, was from this uh, professional business podcaster named Mike Brooks. And he said, if people can can uh, hear that you're smiling, like uh, like if, <laughs> if you're talking in a podcast and you, uh, right now I'm talking without a smile right now, or right now I'm talking with a smile, it actually changes your, your voice, right? And then point. if people like interviews like you, if you're laughing and I don't know, it, it just shows your real character. And I, I, I think it's great. You come across great on the uh, on the microphone because previous to recording, uh, Dave was uh, trying to prep you saying, don't worry, it's a really relaxed environment. She's doing great, Dave. I know. I She's know. a pro. I, hey, exactly. I strayed. You did. Sorry. Kathy, yes. what is the best piece of advice you could give anyone thinking about jumping into an industry, you know, or, or a space that wouldn't be, um, maybe, you know, it would be, they, they would look a little different in it. Like meaning like you being the only female in a, or, or one of the few females in a male dominated industry. What's some advice you give to someone who's about to take the leap or, or sitting there wondering about, should I, should I do this? But you know, Jesus, will, will they be welcoming and all this kind of thing? Well, one thing is, you know, if you don't find your Prince Charming, build him. So in my case, that's building warehouses. You know, I love old warehouses, new warehouses. I'll make old warehouses new. In our case, it's, in my case, it's, you know, building what you want, building your life to be what you want. It doesn't matter if it's warehouses or what the industry is. 
the second thing is really persistence. I mean, whether you win a deal or lose a deal, the end of the day is the end of the day, and you're going to start all over fresh again tomorrow. So persistence, you know, for whatever whatever industry you're in, um, and even if you may not fit the specs of what people assume to be normal in that industry, that's okay. I mean, you look at um, <laughs> somebody that asked me just yesterday, we were talking about the frog story, which you have heard this frog story before, Dave, about the count your oh, frogs yeah, and... Yeah, yeah. And the whole premise of it is, um, you know, when I first started my negotiations, when it was when I was about seven and we would summer in Shediac and and uh, there was a frog pond close by. So in the mornings, we'd always take the Ronald McDonald bucket that had the holes in the top and go and collect the frogs and then trade them with the guy up the street. Well, what would happen is at night... Um, my mother was letting the frogs out, but I didn't know that. Actually, maybe I was about five. I didn't know that. And the next morning, I'd get up and my frogs were always gone. So, well, what do you do when you wake up in the morning and you have no frogs? You grab your bucket and you go start collecting frogs. So it really translates to what you're doing in business or when your odds are against you anyway, because at the end of the day, um, you're going to start over again tomorrow. And every day has new opportunities. So no matter what anybody's doing, I think persistence is definitely key. You've got to have that. the strength. And what, what was the guy down the street doing with the frogs? Well, we were trading them. For, for, so we trade like for, them. for different colored ones or different tasting yeah. ones? or Well, it depends what was important that day. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it was um, size. Sometimes it was color. Sometimes it was bumps. Sometimes it was spots. And um, sometimes it was just on sheer numbers. So it would just depend on what was important that day. So we we trade frogs. Yeah, that's great. Is knowing your market, right? Do you know, I, I, I think this this is a really good segment that we should continue later on, which is what was your childhood entrepreneurial experiences? Because yeah. that's a cool. One. I love that one. Do you know what yeah. mine was, Kathy? Uh, what was I was I was a frog the frog saver because I had those little brats uh, in my neighborhood who would get the frogs and smush them. Uh, oh, yeah, that's and so you know, bad. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've been an animal lover since since just you know, as a kid, and uh, yeah, seeing these little punks doing this. So my business was the uh, Frog Vigilante Squad. So I would, uh, you know, I, I would chase the bullies away and and, and set the frogs free. You know, I'd I, back I'm a you freedom up on that. freedom fighter right here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you told Good the frog. You. you told the frog story, didn't you? That's you know. It's just like this, I got a frog the story. storytelling. Yeah, uh, that's right. That you got into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is actually interesting because our because our childhood shapes what we do, and there's these certain stories, and that's an interesting story you shared, Kathy. I think um, I saw it in a YouTube clip, I believe, initially when you won uh, an award of some sort. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? That was uh, for Southeastern New Brunswick. It was the Phenomenal Woman of the Year Award, and I really um, was honored to have been nominated to begin with and to have won that. That was this um, this past May. And the criteria they were used was based on business growth and uh, impact in the community. And um, what was the third one? Your business growth, impact in the community, and something else. I'm sure it was something great. Frog rights. And so that, that would have been the video that you, that you saw, but I was really uh, humbled to get it because, uh, you know, I really wasn't expecting that. We very much stay out of the limelight. I mean, we promote the company and do that kind of marketing, but um, you know, very much in the background, liking to promote other people. So. So it was, yeah, I bet. Well, and it and it's it's not. I mean, also, I mean, there's a little pressure that comes with that too, isn't there? Like, you know, now 
in a sense, you're, you know, and not that you weren't before, but um, you're a role model for others. Well, it's led to some other opportunities. The, um, the Business Professional Women of Greater Moncton is a uh, women organization here. We just had an event last week. They actually did a political panel, had four candidates from four different parties. And uh, we had about 70 people there that night. And it's really, there's, you know, there's the forks in the road, right, where there's the point in time where you really need to be giving back to your community. And that was one way that I felt uh, that uh, I agreed to take on that position, Um because I felt I could help some people somewhere along the way, you know, yeah. you've, you've got to give back. We've been really fortunate to have been blessed with a lot. I mean, there's people that have nothing, right? <laughs> you see in comparison, yeah. even a bad day is a good day, right? So give back when you can. Yeah. No, I, um, and I, what, what keeps you like, one of the things I, I think about you, uh, and knowing you, you know, I would say very well is, um, your ability to kind of roll with the punches and stay optimistic. Like, how do you do that? Well, you know what? You just have to train yourself. Like right now, as we're on the phone, I'm supposed to find out, uh, I was going to find out Friday, but now it's supposed to be the end of day today on a contract, uh, 24,000 square foot, which is a great opportunity for Comstar. And it's going to be on that Harrisville development if it goes through. And we might get it and we might not. And if I don't get it, sure, I'm going to be disappointed. But it's the same thing, right? It's either you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, and you just have to keep going. That's that's business. You just have to keep going. Numbers solve everything. Work harder and keep on keeping on. Well, but you must do like and I hear you, and that's the best bit. I'm and and I mean, I mean, I got my fingers crossed for you. I hope that. Hope Me that too. Works my fingers, my, my toes, legs, my yeah. ears, everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you know, I know that'll be huge. Um, and, but you know, what, like if you could, if, if someone was struggling with that too, like, what do you do? Like what, what specifically do you do to, 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 to stay optimistic? Like to, when, when you, you know, if something doesn't work out, I mean, I know I got some strategies. I'm wondering what your strategies are. Like, what would you do? What would help you stay in that positive frame of mind? I think having a funnel of what's your next, next, next opportunity always have a way out, right? You always have to have other opportunities in your funnel, know where you're going and be thinking long-term because there's days that it's really frustrating. You know, there's days that you don't win contracts and, you know, I had the best price, the best product, the best, you know, you're competing on different things. And usually for our company, we're not competing on price. We're competing on other um, value added stuff because we're not the cheapest in the market. We like to think we're the best in the market, but we offer good value for the dollar um, for clients. And when I get really frustrated, you know, I still will call my dad. I love his encouragement. It's so just, he's so energizing. Um, plus, he's got a lot of experience, you know. you can't. There's nothing that uh, replaces experience, that's for sure. And over time, you get tougher. You just, you get tougher to um, the things that are challenging to you. Uh, golfing, for me, is one of those things where I'll take my, my golf bag down and carry it. And when I'm carrying my bag golfing, I just... My head goes out of the zone. Even if you just walk nine holes, uh, there's something about carrying my clubs golfing that makes me in a different zone, and I'm able to turn some things off. That sometimes you just gotta get your head out of the game to come back fresh. It's almost like your your way of meditating in a way. You yeah. know what I mean? It's almost yeah, like cool. your solace. That's, that's really. That's cool. right. Hit the ball really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, Dave? Would you say? Uh, exercise. Yeah. Uh, every every day, I, I mean cardio. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'll tell you, and and people, you know, I, I think maybe think you, I mean a byproduct is you you know you f- you feel better physically, but um, yes. but mentally, 
um, I got to do it. Like, it's mm-hmm. almost like, I, I honestly think it saved my life, man, sometimes. Because yeah. yeah. there are, you know, those, those times when you're, as an entrepreneur, where, you know, things aren't, are looking pretty bleak. And then I find, yeah. you know, it's yeah. probably like you on the golf course, Kathy. Um, I, I'll go in and, I'll, and I'll, I'll run seven or eight or nine, 10 K or whatever it is. And then I, I almost forget what was bothering me first off. I mean, but I don't naturally because it's, um, but more importantly, um, I, th- I feel more clear headed and I can think about the, the challenge in a, from a new perspective. Mm-hmm. And often it'll be mid run or mid, um, you know, if I'm doing the, the bike or whatever. That's so awesome. Yeah. What yeah. about you? What's yours? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, uh, there's so many times where I escape, uh, mowing the lawn. I don't love mowing the lawn. Driving, for me, I drive a lot. So driving is, you know, time to listen to podcasts and audiobooks. And, like, that's where that's where I'm able to drop all the day-to-day off, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, my main thing is making music, you know. And, uh, uh, and Kathy, that's just, it's a neat little thing to ask, you know. Uh, how do people like us who are, you know, 9 to 5... Uh, are full-on growing a business, uh, and really it's 9 to midnight probably. But uh, And then you, a lot of us go back home and have family, which means we have to be full-on, full-time family people, husbands, wives, uh, brothers, sisters, moms, and dads. And then you've got your extracurricular. So it's tough to to relax and regain that, uh, you know, that, that place and be, be motivated. And that's, you know, it's true. To stay positive, we all need to do it. And Dave, as the, the great coach he is... Um, he got me a uh, long time challenge me. He said, don't do anything in your week before you get your exercise, Greg, because, you know, I'm not really exercising like Dave is, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, how, how could she tell? She's not in here with she, us. She can, she can, she can hear, she can hear my, my belly rolls he looks, every time I laugh. He looks fabulous. By the way, Kathy, we, I don't know if you know this part, but we, we call this the boiling point because this, and the, and the listeners will know this because this place is so warm. So this is part of how we look good because we just sweat while we're in this booth. Yeah. It's really so, hot in here right now. And thank like, God you know, you're not here with us. Well, you, you see, you see me literally with a, with a blue button up shirt, totally buttoned down. Poor Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what a visual! visual. visual. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, listen. On that note, let's uh, let, let's uh, bring this home a little bit, and uh, and then uh, what Dave and I like to do is have a a little bit of a recap uh, after we say goodbye to you, Kathy. But uh, Kathy, one one piece of advice to uh, I know you've already kind of touched on this uh, upon Dave's last question, but um, we really see an opportunity in New Brunswick to change a lot of the uh, or to affect a lot of positive change here. If we really support entrepreneurialism and you know really support local business and and lift each other up, you know, so what what sort of uh, advice would you give to someone you know considering getting into into running their own business or someone who is like struggling and thinking they're going to quit or whatever it is? What just give us a good, a good nugget. Having a support group around you that is willing to be real with you is imperative. People that will tell you what you don't want to hear and what you need to hear is critical to someone succeeding other than your, you know, your own inner strength. You know, I, I've always said to people, I want you to tell me your opinion, whether I agree with it or whether I don't. I really want to be challenged with the way I'm thinking because how else do you grow? And if somebody's in a you know, looking at doing change or starting their own business, um, you are going to have people that say, oh, no, that's not a good idea. And some that will say, well, find the positive people in your life that care um, the most about your success 
and the ones that don't have, um, you know, a monetary stake in it, right? It's different to have somebody who's, um, you know, if you're married with kids, a spouse that there might be thinking about, oh, you're going to start a business. We have a kids and a house payment and all this, you know, find somebody who's, who's in business that has the experience because if they don't have experience, their opinions don't really count for much. So, I mean, caring in a different way, not caring as your spouse cares, caring as mm. someone from outside. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. That's, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, here, you know what? Um, I, one of the things I, uh, well, here's what I'll, 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 I'll uh, forecast here. Um, I have a premonition that, um, and she's already doing it, but Kathy, there's this great quote. I think uh, I, I may have shared it with you, but I believe it comes from Steve Martin. It says, be so good they can't ignore you. I love it. I so love it. I've adopted that now. Well, I when I, I, when I heard it, I, I just fell in love with it. And then as we're chatting about what you're doing, and we didn't get into, you know, we didn't go too deeply into the challenge, but I mean, really challenging environment and, and the way you're showing up and putting a billboard up and doing stuff differently and saying, you know, and, and really caring about the client and all stuff. I just, I just, that seems to apply to you. So, so I see you really owning this industry uh, in, in the next five years in a way that, that uh, will shock people. So, so, so we'll watch. Okay. So have, people want to get to learn more about you and your story. How do they, how do they find you, Kathy? They can check us out on our website, www. Well, of course it's www.comz. T A R dot com. I like how you you slowed that down to C O M Z C O M Z T A R dot com. I always emphasize the Z. But uh, thanks, Dave. I, I really appreciate that. And I think people of integrity let time prove them right. So you know we don't um, you know say a lot out there about to you know general public as to where we're going and what we're we're doing. And we say you know what, just watch us. So that's uh, that's our plan. Oh, that's Work beautiful. Hard. Kathy, that's awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks, guys. Okay. Have a great week. You too. Great Take talking care. with you. Okay, okay bye. bye. So, Dave, I've got a couple um, good takeaways, but uh, one of the the best quotes was that one right there, was mm-hmm. people of integrity let time prove. And I think about that all the time because when I think of people in the market who are winning maybe based on things that aren't full of high integrity, right? right? right. Uh, you can become a billionaire quickly without integrity. You can do that. or you And you can do it fast as well. Or you can wait it out and do it right. And I think the person with you know with the strong integrity will win. But sometimes it's frustrating for those uh, people who value high integrity, number one, to wait. But it, time will, will prove. I think that's what she meant by that. I, I, I love that quote. Well, there's a confidence in that, eh? Is saying, yeah. just watch. Just watch us, you yeah. know? And, um, and what comes to mind is a fabulous book, Good to Great, by Jim Collins. And one of the things they, they learned from their, their research of great companies, um, you know, and these were publicly traded companies, um, was that the great companies, uh, you know, one of the things was, you know, 10 years to become an overnight success. Right. And I think that smacks the same thing. I mean, you know, people will say, wow, you know, and you'll, you'll often hear that about a, an actor or a, a company that just comes out of nowhere. And how did you do it overnight? And da, da, da. Well, the reality is they've got probably 10 or 15 years into this. Yeah. And it didn't just happen overnight. It's just, it just, they became, the market just finally figured it out and understood them in a broader way. Right. So, right. Um, so yeah, that is a good quote. And, um, and she, you know, I, I don't know if you could, well, I'm sure you could sense from her voice. I mean, she always smiles when she talks, yeah. um, you know. Great. And she's a, a very positive person. I think that's 
um, just that ability to stay positive and, and just keep good people around you and just, you know, the things that we kind of know, but, you know, it's so important, right? And yeah. having, a, you know, and her father sounds like he's a, he's a, a, her mentor. And yeah. I think that's so important. I mean, I, that's I critical. And I mean, and, you know, there's some really good uh, rich data around, um, you know, the people that, uh, you know, that have had phenomenal success in life, however you want to define that. And there's this, I'm thinking of this one book I was reading, um, leadership uh, made in Canada made in made in Canada leadership I think it was called and it was these two profs from McGill went around and, and looked at and they they uh, they, they um, surveyed 395 transforma- or ex- uh, transformational leaders I think and from all sectors and the overwhelming almost like you know like I'm gonna say 95 percent of the leaders one of the things they talked about that support them becoming a great leader was having a great mentor mm-hmm. and they often they often were when they were being describing their mentor, these leaders, you know, it was not uncommon to get emotional about it. Do you know what I mean? Because it was just such a fabulous thing. So I hear that in there as well. And I just, so I, so I would throw it out to the listener. I would say to myself, to you is, uh, who is our mentor? Who is that? Who are mentors? And like, who are those people that we could really, that have that experience and knowledge that we can really lean on and, and, and are we reaching out to them on a regular basis? And on the flip side, who is out there that is in need of mentorship that we yeah. can that we can share our skills. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good, Dave. Thanks a lot, man. I uh, I'm gonna faint. <laughs> <laughs> it is warm. Listen, I I know it's just so redundant to talk about how hot it is, but it's kind of fun. It's like it's charming in here, and uh, we think it's charming. It's yeah. It might not. Be. I literally am gonna faint. So uh, um, yeah, uh, subscribe. <laughs> Check us out. I'm getting I'm getting you know I, I can't even talk right now. I am so hot. We can edit uh, this out, but it probably won't be. No, no, no. All, All right. right, follow us. Subscribe. To us, you know, share, etc. Um, thanks for your patience for listening to uh, all the all the tweaked out, over distorted microphone stuff. Um, Tim, our uh, engineer, um, uh, couldn't be with us this week, so I'm pretty much engineering this myself inside the booth with you, Dave. Dave just opened the door. I, I think that feels that's fine. We, should, we could do the rest of them with a the door open. I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't be the same. We, it wouldn't it be wouldn't as charming. Yeah, yeah. See you next week. All right. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth.